Okay, go away now. Go on, go on, go away now. Go away now. Uh, welcome to the Motorcycle Scoop. Uh, this is a podcast about motorcycles and ice cream. I am Motorcycle Chris, and Lynn is not here. So this is fucking weird. Uh, Lynn recorded an ice cream review, and I'm going to attach that, so that'll be a little bit uh, later on. Obviously, we're living in really strange times, and all of us are kind of struggling uh, uh, with how to deal with it. This podcast has always been about the motorcycle industry. Lynn and I are not mechanics. Um, what we care about is the motorcycle industry and the motorcycle community as a whole, and, and how to grow that, and and you know what what people within the industry are doing right, and what people within the industry are doing wrong uh when people are dicks when people do cool stuff um so that's what we're here for um so on the pod we talk a lot about uh culture but we also talk a lot about um you know how the economy affects the motorcycle industry what's happening now is it's impossible to overstate how serious this is and how detrimental to the economy um this could be so far that's what every expert is saying that this is going to be a really serious uh, economic event that could be worse than the recession in 2008 and that kind of got me thinking like well what happened to the motorcycle industry before during and after the recession in 2008 um 2006 was actually a record year for motorcycle sales so there was actually an uptick um, up to 2006, and then we saw the recession. So I have an article here from the Rapid City Journal, uh, June 6, 2009. Recession hurts U.S. motorcycle sales. Um, after uh, Quoting from the article, after 14 straight years of growth, sales of motorcycles in the United States declined 8% in 2007 and 10% in 2008. This year, thanks to the recession, motorcycle sales plunged 30% in the first quarter, according to the Motorcycle Industry Council. Honda sales dropped more than 50% in the first quarter. Uh, Harley-Davidson slash production closed some plants and reduced its workforce. In another article, the Telegraph, uh, which is a UK site, uh, this is June. Uh, excuse me, this is January 26, 2008. Quote: Hot on the heels of the Winnebago, the Harley-Davidson motorbike has become the latest iconic form of road transport to be hit by the downturn in the U.S. economy. The company said profits fell by more than a quarter in the run-up to the end of the year. Uh, the warning follows that from Winnebago, Megos of the archetypal American recreational vehicles, which warned in November that it was facing its first decline in sales in six years. Both companies are being hit by declining disposable wealth in U.S. households due to the turmoil in the housing market and the increased costs of both fuel and food. It's important to to point out that you know what we're facing right now or what we're going to be facing uh, is different than the uh, recession in 2008. And there's, there's several variables like when it comes to the economy and when it comes to the motorcycle industry, like we are not coming out of a boom right now. Now, actually, motorcycle sales have been slumping anyway. So you could make the argument that the industry was able to survive a recession like that in 2008 because of, of how steady of the steady increase in motorcycle sales and the you know the record-setting year in 2006. Before that, um, we're not dealing in that with that situation right now like that's not we're not coming out of out of boom times when it comes to the motorcycle industry we're actually we were in a fight beforehand and 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 now we still are you know gas prices are relatively low that's good you know that that's another variable however that might have actually contributed to this next article so uh february 10th 2009 rideapart.com headline dual sports scooters shun recession sales are up quote 
Sales of scooters and dual sports were up 41.5 and 22.8% in 2008 compared with 2007. In the same time, the overall motorcycle industry reported a sales downturn of 7.2%, while U.S. car and light truck sales were down 18%. These numbers illustrate a general movement towards utilitarian motorcycles and scooters being used as primary transportation. That's really important, although you have to remember what was going on at the time is that gas prices were up to like $4 a gallon or something like that. Now, we don't know what kind of economy we're going to be going into post-coronavirus. What's going to be expensive, what's not, what's going to be available and what's not. Like, we, No one really seems to have a really good handle on that yet. Lynn and I have talked a lot about, and also when I had the Matt Skelly, the uh, transportation engineer on here, we talked a lot about the shift from cars to scooters, uh, smaller displacement motorcycles, just as a way in here in Boston, just to get into the city in the first place. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because traffic was so crazy. Um, I think what you saw in 2008 was that you know, gas was so gas prices were so high. You know, people wanted to get out of. I think car payments in in general. I mean, it was it was a completely different landscape. So I don't think that we're going to. We might not necessarily be in a, a landscape like that. And I think it's really important to you know to take a look back and see like, okay, how is this going to affect things? Because like the motorcycle industry as of last year was not. You know, sales were down. Harley Davidson sales were down. KTM was showing growth. Triumph was showing growth, but it still wasn't anywhere near like the 2006 boom time. You know, it's still it's still on the ropes. You know, Lynn and I have talked a lot about inclusion. The thing that really sucks about the the coronavirus and social distancing is that you know I, I think that community is what saves the motorcycle industry. I think that being together, being part of a scene. Um, having friends, having places to go, having rides to go on, um, you know, meeting new people, socializing. Like I've been saying for a while that I think that's what saves the motorcycle industry. And it's fucking April and we can't, (laughs) you know, we, and every motorcycle event has either been postponed or canceled or put off. Um, You know, we're encouraged to stay home. We're not supposed to socialize with each other. We couldn't go to a fucking restaurant if we wanted to. Um, and it's just, it just, it couldn't have come at a worse time and it's really fucking serious. So what can you do? Just, you know, post pictures of yourself on your bike, having fun. If you have a friend who, who indicates, you know, interest in motorcycle riding, get them involved. Like find a school nearby when the schools reopen, let them sit on your bike, let them rev your bike. Like this is not the time to like play I'm fucking cool and like I have this thing that you can't be a part of or to be aloof or to be not inclusive because I'm going to tell you guys right now like we are going to be on the fucking ropes uh when the when the dust settles from this thing. Uh and it's going to be really fucking serious. Like I don't know if as like a culture we are going to be conditioned to being inside and you know I, I don't know what the new normal looks like like are, you know what what does society look like when the, when all the dust settles like are people going is it going to go back to the way it was before are people going to come out of their houses you know even more enthusiastic than maybe they ever were before like maybe maybe we're just looking for just just all sorts of new ways to be together um, when we're finally able to be together again, you know, or does it just make us the, those fat assholes uh, in Wally that like rode around on the on the chairs and shit and never really interacted with each other ever again? You know, I don't know. Obviously, I hope 
for the former, not the latter. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, that's 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 what I'm hoping for. But at the end of the day, we really we really don't fucking know. But um, all right, on a lighter note, I am going to throw over to Lynn, who did a nice ice cream review for us. Uh, I'm sorry I couldn't get to try any of it. Um, so I'm going to throw it over to her, and we will talk to you guys soon. Okay? Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. It is me, Lynn. We are stuck, you know, points north and south, and Chris hasn't organized a time to Skype with me, so you're stuck with just me. I am going to answer some questions for you. I'm going to do an ice cream review. That's pretty much it. So I am going to be reviewing and eating the Brownie Crisp Coffee Ice Cream Sandwiches from Trader Joe's. When I bought these, I didn't really anticipate reviewing them, but we're in just uncertain times, so it's always good to have ice cream in your freezer. Okay, I'm going to not try to directly chew this right into the microphone. Okay, I have thoughts about this. I don't think this is crispy at all, so the name- I've been deceived, but it is a really, really strong coffee flavor. And it kind of outshines, you know, the brownies that make up the sandwich. I don't think it's bad at all because I love coffee ice cream. But if you're looking for something really chocolatey along with the ice cream, I don't think that you're going to get what you're looking for. I'm eating this a little soft and it does taste really good, but it's very tiny. I didn't think they were going to be this small when I bought them, but I mean, everybody's trying to get in shape while they're stuck in their house, so I guess, you know, maybe it's for the best that I'm not eating a huge ice cream sandwich, but oh well. So I am going to answer some of your questions. Most of them are ice cream based, so I'm pretty happy about that. So let's see. What were your early age favorite ice cream flavors? Probably my favorite flavor when I was younger is strawberry, and I mean, it's it's one of my favorites still now. I remember as a kid for my birthday, there was a Carvel the next town over, and my mom actually got me a Carvel ice cream cake with, instead of vanilla ice cream... I was able to have strawberry. So it was like the regular, you know, chocolate ice cream with the crunchies in that like whip topping frosting. But instead of vanilla, I had strawberry. And that was pretty great. How did your flavor tendencies change over the years and why? Well, I feel a lot of ways they haven't changed, but I do like coffee. A lot now like coffee ice cream i don't drink coffee but i love coffee ice cream i love coffee oreo i love coffee with chocolate chip i like regular coffee ice cream there's something about it that i just really like maybe that is like kind of being an adult as most people drink coffee i eat coffee ice cream what is my favorite go-to ice cream truck treat or popsicle my favorite treat from the ice cream truck is probably like the character ice cream bars, you know, like Tweety Bird, Bugs Bunny, Powerpuff Girl, Sonic, stuff like that. Those are my go-to at the ice cream truck. Something cuz I think it's that it's it's a sherbet, so you don't feel super awful when you're eating it and 
I don't know if I'm the only one, but I definitely don't eat the gumball eyes. I definitely just spit them out because they're always so rock hard that you're like, well, I'm clearly going to break any teeth that I have in my mouth and the risk is too, too high and dental work is so expensive. And another, I guess that's a part two question is, what is a hard no from the ice cream truck? Okay, well, I'm going to take another bite of my ice cream sandwich while I think about this. So I'm going to, again, try not to eat directly into the microphone. Hmm. A hard no. It's hard to say because I'm going to not really say something I'm allergic to because that's just not even on the table for me. I guess maybe a fudgicle that I have no desire to eat. So... I'm going to go with that as my hard no, as like a fudgical. When did you first ride a motorcycle? So the first time I ever rode on a motorcycle, I was probably a toddler, you know, like sitting on the gas tank and holding on to the handlebars. Like that is the first time I've, you know, like ridden on a motorcycle. But the first time I actually rode one myself, I definitely was an early teen, so probably between like 13 and 15 was the first time I ever rode a motorcycle, like on the road. I rode dirt bikes and four-wheelers and stuff growing up, so I don't really consider that. If we are considering that as riding a motorcycle, then I'm gonna have to be like super, super young age. Let's see. If I could ride anywhere in the world, where would you ride? I guess I have a, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to cheat with this, that I guess I have a couple answers for that, that with realistic things, domestically, I'm going to say the Grand Canyon. With realistic out of the country things, I'm going to say Nova Scotia. I've always wanted to ride in Nova Scotia, and that's like on my to-do list in the next year or two. I mean, obviously everyone wants to ride, you know, out in Asia, and that's something I'd love to do, but I'm gonna keep my answer slightly realistic, and I'm gonna go with Nova Scotia. Let's see. What ice cream places do I miss during all this? My number one, my ride or die, is Cabot's and Newton. I love Cabot's so much, and my life has changed from them. The second I tasted that marshmallow topping, life hasn't been the same. So I'll go with Cabot's as like my number one place that I miss. So many places aren't open right now and it's just heartbreaking in general. I love riding to get ice cream. I like, you know, driving my car to get ice cream. I like hanging out with friends and eating ice cream. Let's see. Next question is, let's see, what is the meaning of life? If we're talking about my life, riding motorcycles, eating treats, going to Disney, that is the meaning of my life. I guess for other people, I don't know. I have no idea what other people's meanings are, but those are mine. Are aliens real? Yes. Yes. Okay. My favorite motorcycle and why? Well... I'm sure a lot of people's favorite motorcycle is maybe the first one they ever dreamed about owning or the first one they ever rode on or, you know, their first bike. And I grew up in like a Harley family. My dad rode Harleys, first bike I ever been on, the first bike I probably ever thought I was going to own and were like probably a Harley. And now it's just, I would think my favorite motorcycle is probably a Bonneville. Something about... they. They just do it for me. 
in so many aspects. It's just, they really just make my heart happy. So I think I'll go with that. Okay, my favorite Disney snack. Okay, so this will kind of... Overall, I think my favorite Disney snack is the Dole Whip. Non-dairy, soft serve, typically pineapple, but comes in, you know, flavors like lime, lemon, raspberry, orange. They make me happy. Disney also puts Dole Whip, pineapple Dole Whip, on top of a mini pineapple upside down cake and it is so good it is truly perfection what what more do you need so i think i'm going to go with that because it's also relates to the podcast but i also get my disney in at the same time okay well this is the last question and i think it's really appropriate of how much do you miss chris well the answer is a lot I miss Chris. I mean, he is like an older brother that you constantly bicker with but truly love, and that is how I feel about him. I miss us hanging out, you know, talking, riding motorcycles, eating snacks. It hurts my heart that, you know, we don't get to hang out and then record the podcast because I feel like podcasts have been a true escape during all this lately, and that's why I wanted to record at least something. I'm going to be recording more of these if you guys don't completely hate them because I'm certainly, you know, at home eating ice cream. So I can always talk about that and tell you what ice creams I'm eating, what I think about them. So we'll have that. I mean, it's not great. The motorcycle scoop diet. I'll bring it back around to my ice cream review that the spoon rating, even though it's an ice cream sandwich and I'm not eating it with a spoon. I am giving this in between... No, actually, I think I'm going to give it a three and a half. I was going to say between three and a half and four, but I think after, you know, I've been sitting here eating it for 15 minutes, I'm going to give it a three and a half. It was good. It wasn't mind-blowing. It wasn't amazing, but it certainly didn't suck, and I'm definitely going to eat the other three in the box without being upset. Let us know if you hated this or if you liked it. Submit us some questions for the next one. Rate, review, subscribe the podcast. We appreciate it. We'll see you and ride with you when this is all over. Bye!